Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Hello, gorgeous. It is Lala Mother Effin Kent. We're back, baby. I got Adrena Patridge on the podcast today. You guys gave me all the feedback in the world last episode because Jess and I were like, what do you want to see on the podcast? Like, what do you want to listen to? And, and my little Give Them give them Lala Squad, they came through. They did. You guys did come through. We got so much feedback and I'm so excited to sit down with Lala and go through it all. And maybe we'll do it on the podcast even. I don't know. I would love to like after this episode, next mm-hmm. week's episode, let's go through like all all of them. Yeah. Like let's talk yeah. about it. Yeah. So you guys even have another, let's say five days to be safe. If you didn't give feedback, you might as well, because we're going to go through as much of it as we can. Right. On next. Yeah. And so what I've been seeing the most is DM, just DM, give them Lala podcast. And, um, that's how we're going to go through it. Well, the whole point of like the rebrand of the podcast mm-hmm. was like, I want my listeners to be heard. Like mm-hmm. it's a platform where, you know, let's be open and honest and like create this little community of, you know, people who are going through the ups and downs of life. And I think that, you know, my my guests also have to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course, absolutely. You know, we we I originally came into this podcast from the jump of like, what's the format? There is no format. <laughs> right. We're just gonna be bumping gums and like have great guests on. But you know, I want I want to know what what my listeners dig. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the whole reason. Like I said in the episode with my brother, without my listeners, without my friends, my people. Mm-hmm. I'm just freaking talking to myself in a microphone, <laughs> wasting a whole lot of time. <laughs> like, it's got to be productive. I like things that are not productive in my life. They got to go. Yeah. I'm listening to Chris Medina in the sense where he's like, you got to burn bridges in your life. Yeah. Whatever that means. And now if it's like it's not productive, it's not serving me. You're bringing out a side of me that I don't like. Granted, my mom always says, like, you're in charge of your own emotions. People can't make you feel a certain way, but you can allow them to make you feel a certain way. It's like, you know what? No, (laughs) you're making me feel this way and I don't need it. Right. So give me the gasoline and a match because I'm torching the bridge. Right. People always told me you are who you hang around. And I agree with it 50% and I disagree. But I did notice when I would hang around friends who were always complaining, always talking shit, always bitching. 
I felt myself starting to do that and get in a very, very negative space. And then my friends who were like positive and whatever on the up and up and always like going after what they wanted and their goals, I felt myself being more that way. So I don't know if I agree with it necessarily because my childhood best friend, she's like my ride or die and we're completely different. But yeah. still, like I'm like... We're different, but I'm like, so I don't agree with it in that sense. I'm I'm not like her. She's not like me, but we're you still just, best friends. Totally. Yeah. But I do think in some s- certain circumstances it happens. Like, do you do you hang out with people that bring you down and or are negative and then you feel like you get negative or no? You're like, I can be around that person and I'm myself. No, there are definitely people I've been around where I leave and I go home and I'm like, I feel so heavy. Where's my giant bundle of sage? Right. Yeah. But as I've gotten older, I have pulled away from people who make me feel that way. But like yesterday, yesterday was a throwaway day for me. Okay. Tell me, tell me about that. Well, I just like, I, I woke up and you know, my mom was in Newport and I had to film later. Mm-hmm. So I had like a full day and, you know, you had things that I needed to get done. But I was <laughs> like, today is just it ain't hitting. Yeah. I literally hot boxed my bathroom with sage. Oh, right. I, like, I, wait, I know. What? No, but I opened the door. <laughs> yeah. And looked back into the bathroom and it was just smoke <laughs> because I have this huge someone. I think it was like uh Someone sent me, oh, I know exactly what it was at what? the book signing. Someone gave in it October, to October. Someone gave me a huge bundle of sage. I mean, I can't even imagine what it cost them. It was so sweet. Right. But I burned that. Okay. I manifested. I prayed. Mm-hmm. I, you know, did my whole thing with God in the universe that I so often do when I'm feeling like, okay, we're, we're going down the fucking rabbit hole. We right. got to pull ourselves together. And... After I did that whole thing, you know, I lit my sage and I'm like, you know, saying my my little prayer, manifesting, whatever. And then I listened to Break My Soul by Beyonce on repeat and was just like holding my sage. And like, <laughs> yes, motherfucker. No one is breaking me. Yes. Hell no. Because I so often preach like if if our minds are strong enough to take us to a, a dark place. Mm-hmm. They're certainly strong enough to get us out of that place. Now, however, I am by no means saying that people shouldn't be on medication if they're suffering from depression or anxiety. Like science is incredible and you should go to a doctor and I believe in therapists and all of these things. So I'm, I'm certainly not saying like all you have to do is talk yourself out of it. Right. That is not. Let me repeat. That is not <laughs> what I am saying. Right. But... In those moments where you're going there, I think we should empower ourselves to say, we're not going here. Mm -hmm. I won't allow it. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking a moment to myself and I'm going to do what I need to do to connect with something or someone greater than me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put on Beyonce and I'm fucking taking on the rest of the day. Right. I don't know what you meant by throwaway day, but I think those days are very important. Like, that's why I can... On a Sunday, tell Kyle, like, literally, I'm waking up 
and I'm binge watching TV until mm-hmm. 5 p.m. I'll take a break and take Margot on a few walks. But like to me, that is just my version of mental health sometimes. And like those days are just as important as the days I wake up at like 4.30 a.m. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to get writing and then I'm going to go to work. And then I, like those right. are just as important. So you know what, I, though? Yeah. I think that in the world, like in our society in America, we're, we're like it's so instilled in us that hustle harder wake yeah. up work until the sun goes down and then all you, you can sleep when you're dead right. make that money and it becomes like you go to other places and mm-hmm. they have like two hour lunch breaks and then mm-hmm. it's time for a nap like they really just enjoy life and take take that as like i'm not productive mm-hmm. in what i need to get done if i'm not feeling centered and well rested like America is a different type of grind. And it's like, I can have a day that's a Saturday and feel no guilt, you know, just kicking it. But if you're taking me on a freaking, you know, Tuesday mm-hmm. and and I'm like, it's a throwaway day, then I then I struggle with the guilt of like, you should be hustling. Right. You should be making money. You should, you know, and it's yes. just because that's the world that we have been brought up in. I know. And it's all over social media. If Everywhere. You're, and I don't think there's anything. I think there's few things that are more damaging than the quote unquote no days off mindset. And I, if that means like of work, working out, literally anything, I think that's could be one of the most damaging things. Mm-hmm. Mindsets. Totally. When like no rest, no days off. I think that's it's very damaging. I personally. think so too. So I'm glad you took but even on social media, yeah. like, people are, you know, posting. It's like, oh, to, you're resting today by the, the pool. Well, yeah. I'm resting harder in the Amalfi Coast on a yacht. And it's right. like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I can't even rest without feeling, you know, you're so without right. feeling like someone's resting harder than me. <laughs> it's literally the summer of everyone in Europe. And I'm like, what do you do for a living? Because I'm like, friend from college, how are you spending your summers in Italy? What's going on? You know. I was talking to Katie the other day and, um, you know, because season four, it was like, I'm going to Italy on a modeling trip. Yeah. And I'm five, six, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, and I had like it seemed like I was one of those girls who was always on like amazing vacations. But truth be told, I have never been on like a really extravagant vacation that I didn't pay for. Like with my ex, of course, we we went on really beautiful trips, but I. It wasn't like the Instagram, like, quote unquote models that you see now, like the influencers. Yes. And I was talking to Katie and I was like, you know, I I said that I was I was just a fun bitch to be around. And that's why they were inviting me. But I'm sure if I would have gone, maybe they would have expected me to bust it wide open. You or like, put it, I don't know. You don't know. You know, I'm I was I still am. I'm like very I mean, I'm aware, but like I'm naive when it comes to like what people expect from me right or like i don't know when people are on drugs i mean i do now but <laughs> yes. yes but like i i just didn't surround myself with people like that yeah so when someone was like want to go to italy i was just like fun <laughs> <laughs> we had a friend once who would always tell us whenever we got in those situations she would go no, this is a college friend. No grown man wants to be your friend. Like, because we had, I had friends who would be like, but he's just so nice and he wants to take me to wherever. And and she would always be like, no grown man wants to be your friend. Just remind yourself of that. And we're like, well, that's a good point. I mean, like, yes. I mean, 
That might not be true, but... It's few and far between that you're going to find the the older rich man who's like, you know what? I enjoy your company. Yeah. Just come and hang out. Yeah. You're like, no, no, no. And if you find that person, good on you. <laughs> you know? Good for you. Right. Yeah. Did you ever go to that Italy trip that you're talking about on season four? When you- no. <gasps> you didn't? No, because I was slut shamed. Oh. And it just felt so bad that I was like, I'm going home to Utah instead. <laughs> no. I need my mom. Oh, no, so you didn't, after all of that, you didn't even go. After all that skank shaming. Oh, no. Went back to the beehive state. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Um, no, but yeah, that we went, we, that was we, a throwback memory. I know. That was a little, a little tangent, but spoiler alert, some people love those. A lot of people love those when you go on tangents. Spoiler alert for next week. They want more Lala. We I well the podcast is give them Lala. I know. You know? Yes. They so want it, all Lala. The people love Lala. And again, haven't been through them all. Excited to go through them all, the messages. But yeah, it's very much people, I think, what I've seen being like, we love it when you talk about ocean and all all this stuff. But can I tell you, Jess, it's mm-hmm. still even though I've been doing what I've been doing for a while, mm-hmm. it's still perplexing to me. Mm-hmm. That people give a shit about me. Like, I constantly am like, why? And, you know, on tour or with the podcast, I was, I'm always obsessing on, over who's my guest. Who's my guest? Yes. And I forget, like, my people are coming to support me. Like, they, they don't care about I who know. the guest is. I know. Sometimes maybe they do. I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure the guest is like the cherry on top, but I do still feel like this, like, bitch from Utah. Like, why do people give a damn about me? I hear you, but you were r- exactly right when you said the guest is the cherry on top. I think a majority of the time, but like you have to remember you're the ice cream and the whipped cream. Ooh, I'm loving the, all of these <laughs> the metaphors. Is, is that like, the right word, metaphor? I don't know. I should know. Well, because in an interview, I kept using the word analogy and yeah. I think it wasn't analogy. It was a metaphor. What were you saying analogy about? I was talking about my life as a puzzle and then I considered myself butter and my beef with Schwartz was a microwave. I don't fucking know. It made zero sense, but I just rolled with it. And I was like, I kept saying strange analogy. And then I'm like, I don't think that that's the right word. I literally, I think a metaphor is when you take something that's happening and use like a puzzle. Yes. Metaphor. I think that's it too. An analogy, I think, is me taking something I'm going through and then being like, Jess, it would be like you doing this. I think so too. Yes. Yeah. So I completely used the wrong word. <laughs> well, now you're using it. It the was right in way. Us Weekly. <laughs> and I read it and I was like, I have to stop reading. I sound like such an idiot. It's confusing. I didn't go to college. <laughs> And I did, and I still don't know, so... There were so many times in school where, like, I knew I was a bad tester. Yeah. And so I'd roll up on my teacher and be like, here's the deal. I was a fucking hustler since day one. I'm like, can I instead Mm -hmm. write an eight-page paper on why I'm bad at test taking? (gasps) Would they let you? Yes. Stop. Yes, there were a couple teachers that did let me. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. I also wrote a paper on why it was so hard for me to understand... How to learn a ruler. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. I cannot grasp the ruler. Still, right now. How? I'm like, it's got to be either to the inch 
or a half. Like, no, no, that makes sense. Like, the and three eighths, like having to be so. So then, can you tell time on a? Is it called an analog clock? Can yes, you tell I time? I can tell time. You can. I can totally tell time. Sometimes it's in between the the time things. Yeah, but that's easy because it's the fives, and then in between mm. they. Same. Equal the ones. Do you know how many? Um, I saw a TikTok about them going up to Gen Z people, or even like people in their twenties, and saying, showing them a clock. Like ninety percent were like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> and okay. cursive is a lost art. Okay, anyway, I'm, I'm so good at cursive. It. By the Me way, too. you because we had to. We had to. I also had to learn what was the penmanship called. Calligraphy. Calligraphy. I had to learn how to do calligraphy in school. They were like, okay. My, have your moms take you to Fred Meyer. That was like the local little grocery store that had, you know, the arts stuff. and crafts, okay. obviously. We're from Utah. <laughs> Always an arts and crafts section. <laughs> no matter where you go. <laughs> and we had to get like calligraphy pens. Do you know people pay like good money for those classes now? Like I was going to pay for, I didn't learn calligraphy. What if you rolled up day one of your interview and I'd be like, <laughs> you have to write everything in calligraphy. <laughs> no phones, no Google Calendar. Calligraphy, calligraphy only. <laughs> I would think that was so funny and hilarious that I would take that so seriously. I'd be like, yes, absolutely. And you also have to wear my face on all your clothing. <laughs> you have a uniform. You would have thought I was insane. <laughs> I would have laughed. I'm wearing my face enough for the both of us. Exactly. Don't even worry about it. All right. So there's our tangent. There's the intro. I'm excited to have Audrina on. So stick with me, my little sexy muffins, because when we come back, We have like an OG of reality TV. You're welcome. We'll be right back. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place we're always daydreaming about. Whether it's a snow-capped mountain, white sand beaches, or even a hometown visit, we all have that happy place. I know for myself, Easton, my mom, and I think Jessica too, that place just became Hawaii. We had such an amazing time there last fall that I think it's going to become a yearly trip. The beautiful beaches, the amazing food, and the fact that we completely chill. I'm not sure it gets any better than that. Whatever your happy place is, Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. So we rented our car in Hawaii through Priceline. And if I told you how much money we saved, you would not believe me. And did you know that when you bundle and save with Priceline, you can save up to $625 when you book your flights and hotels together. Just use Priceline and simply book your entire trip in one place. They truly have deals you can't find anywhere else. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Can I just tell you that Etsy gift mode has changed my entire life? There's no more panicking or completely stressing out when I have to find the perfect gift for someone because I'll be honest, I am the worst gift giver ever. And it's been an amazing thing when it comes to Ocean and her birthday because when someone asks me, what can I get Ocean? I can point them to gift mode on Etsy. With gift mode on Etsy, it's so easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life like the dog lover, the concert goer, the fashionista, the reality TV fan, or in Ocean's case, the creative kid. There is literally something for everyone on Etsy. Like I said, Ocean's birthday is just days away and I have found her so many cute things on Etsy. I got her the cutest personalized book specifically for her third birthday and I found this really cool personalized LED neon sign for her new big girl bedroom. And of course, I loaded up on hair accessories and jewelry. A gifting moment is always around the corner. But whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? 
Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. We are back and I am so excited about this guest. You guys know her. Obviously, her name is Audrina Patridge. Hello, my love. Hello. I'm so happy to be on your podcast. I'm so happy to have you on my podcast. You're like the OG of reality television. Yeah. I mean, I feel like before I even started reality, I didn't really know what to compare it to aside from like the Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey show. But that right. was, I think that was it at the time. Yeah. the I mean, the reality TV world, you know, I just remember like growing up and having... The real world. Real world. That's right. But your show was like where you don't all live in one house together. And it was just, I'm sure, very strange for you to have cameras on you following your every move at the age of what? You were 19? Almost 19 when I started. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like barely 19. And we filmed a full year before the producers kind of decided I guess like how we all fit in with each other and what they wanted to show because we were all kind of getting used to the cameras. I know Lauren and Heidi had experience, but um, Whitney and I did not. So we were trying to figure out how we all fit in. Right. How to like what your place is, what your role is. It's so funny because I was having a conversation with someone. Oh, it was Jeff Lewis yesterday. He was on a reality TV show. There's so many people who have such strong personalities And the second you throw them into like a reality TV space, they freeze up. Yeah. Did you find that happen to you? I think I did in the beginning because I was going on auditions for modeling and doing little acting things and got gigs here and there for music videos and commercials and stuff. But the whole reality side of it, like there's three cameras around you. You have all these people staring at you while you're trying to go on a date and you're like going on a date for the first time is bad enough. And then you add all of it, all these other layers. It was tough. You freeze up. That part scares me because (laughs) I have yet to like do a date on camera, like a new date, you know, because cameras always want to capture the first date because it's awkward. And then you add the cameras. It's, it is really awkward, but I feel like we at this point, you know, we're kind of seasoned. Right. And I feel like all these new guys, I remember they would totally freeze up and it's like, you can't really get to know someone with all these cameras, but then you get the, the alcohol flowing and sometimes that loosens them up or takes the edge off. But Really, it's just, it's it's a whole different world. People have no idea until they're thrown in front of a camera. Oh, absolutely. And, and you can't explain it to people. I, I can watch reality TV as a viewer, but also because I've been a part of it. At the end of the day, like, you know, moments that I've had where I'm mortified, I have to step into that viewer perspective and go, but you made great TV. <laughs> so. Well, that's the thing, too. Even with the last season of The Hills that we just did, um, I respect the entertainment value side of things. So whenever you need to kind of improv a scene to make it more dramatic or more interesting because it's too boring, you step it up and you kind of have to. And that's why sometimes the producers would step in and they're like, Adrena, like you're at a three, take it to a 10. I need tears or I need this or go in there and say this and stir the pot. It's like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) Right. Because even though it is a reality, like it is real life. Yeah. 
it is a produced show because it's for entertainment. So you definitely do have those moments of, of a producer stepping in and being like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like this is boring. No one's going to want to watch this. You guys step it up. <laughs> so I'm intrigued by you because, you know, reality TV, obviously now a lot of people say that it's like oversaturated, like everyone and their dog can get a show based on their life. Do I agree with that? Absolutely not. Yeah. Not every reality show is iconic. You are from an iconic reality television show and you have managed to make yourself a household name. Is that strange for you? You know, I feel like it was in the beginning because it was so surreal and I had these girls coming up to me, giving me hugs and crying and shaking and I'm just staring at me and I was like, I'm a human, like, hi, I'm normal too. It's just because I'm on TV. Um, But then I would also have older women that would watch it and come up and give me advice like I was their granddaughter or their niece or something about Justin. And I'm like, all right, first off, you don't know everything, but thank you. I appreciate your advice. (laughs) You know, it was so crazy. It's so weird. It is crazy. And then, but you almost have to be grateful for those people because they're the, the loyal fans who are watching every single episode, every time you come out with a product or like you, you have your book coming out, by the way, congratulations. Thank you. That is not easy. Did you enjoy the writing process? Well, it was probably a year and a half. It was, it was hard. There was days where, you know, I would get on the phone with the ghostwriter, Jen, who was amazing. She was almost like a therapist and I would break down crying. I'm like, I don't think I could go. I blocked so much of my life out and I just want to move forward. Like I never thought I'd have to go back and dig and like Mm. bring those emotions back to the surface. So that for me was very therapeutic. It was healing in a way. Um, because now I can read it and I'm okay to talk about it. I'm beyond that point now where it's like, I'm finally in a good place. How did you come up with the title of your book? Because me, I was sitting there racking my brain and then it was just give them Lala, like everything else. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I need to read your book too. I did not have a name. I just, we kind of started basically my book. I really wanted to emphasize Everybody has the power to choose. When you wake up, you have a choice, whether you want to have a good day, a bad day. The decisions you make in your life lead to certain consequences that, you know, you just have to deal with at times. So a big part of the book and what I wanted to make a point of was the power to choose. So because I kept talking about that so much and the choices I made in my life that led me to all these different paths and, you know, the choices I could have made, but I took this direction instead It all, we were all talking about it. And it's like, they said, Adrena, you're talking about your choices so much and where you've gone in your life. And we were like, well, choices. And then to the hills and back again. It's an amazing title. Thank you. I know that you have had rough patches in your life, one of which was obviously your marriage. Because I'm kind of in that zone too. And I start thinking about my choices. And then I look at my daughter, which you have a daughter. And I'm like, this is why I made every choice. Like the universe had me make all of these choices to lead me to this person right here. Exactly. Do you believe that? I completely believe that because if I didn't meet my ex-husband and go through what I did, I went through a lot off and on for a long time, but it was all for my daughter because she was meant to be here. And I, 
I love her so much. And I'm sure you get it too. It's like, of course, it's like a whole new love that you never knew that you could love someone so much. And at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, it was all worth it because I have her and now we're good and she's happy and I made the right decision leaving and I'm happy with my choices. We're back to choices. <laughs> and how old how old is your daughter and what's her name? Her name's Kira. She'll be six in June. That is such a fun age. Yes, I love it. Every year it, it gets so much more fun and they become their own little people and their their personality and their all the different characteristics they have and just like their outlook on life. You know, the other day she asked me a lot of questions about food. So, you know, if we're making a ham sandwich, she's like, well, what meat is that from a hamster? And I'm like, no, we're not eating hamster. It's from a pig. And she's like, well, why isn't it called a pig sandwich? You know, like all these little thoughts. And they're very valid too. Yeah. Questions we should all be asking. (laughs) How did you go through? So I remember going through doing my book and they were like, send the chapters and the breakdown of each one. And I'm like, oh my God, how do I do that? When you went through how many chapters you were going to put in and which one, like what stories each chapter would consist of, was there a lot of stuff that you were like, this isn't going to make the cut? Like this may be important to me, but it may not resonate with a reader. Yeah, we went through so many things and we took so much out and added different things and took chapters out, especially after doing audio and reading it out loud. It changes everything. So we even had to change some things around in there because it just didn't sound right reading it out loud. Right. So crazy. Did you do that too? Yes. In fact, so you mentioned your ghostwriter and I, I, I said this on tour. I spoke about a ghostwriter and the tour manager was like, they were not understanding what that meant. So I just want to put this out there for our listeners. Audrina has a book. I have a book. Many people have a book. The reason for the ghostwriter is Audrina wrote her book. I wrote mine, but we are not writers. I don't know how to format a book for the life of me. Okay. So that's where the ghostwriter steps in. They format your book. They make it a book, which you and I obviously don't do for a living. Oh, I did not go to school to learn that. <laughs> right. So we it's all of what we wrote and then they formatted it. So there's like the writing for dummies, which yeah. I took the crash course. Yeah, the chapters, like you were saying. But there's a lot of stuff too where I didn't necessarily want to indulge about. Like I don't want to, right. I was like, I'd rather be more vague about this. I don't want to go there. And she's like, Audrina. Because they do their research and they're like, this is what's out there. Because for a lot of the times in the past in the media, I bit my tongue all the time. Mm. I never really stuck up for myself or cleared my name or said the truth. I was like, whatever, like the people that matter know the truth. If they want to think that, I don't care. You know, I think it was also from being on reality TV so long, you just start not caring because nobody's really ever going to know the truth or if they do, they might not believe you. But in this sense, this was my opportunity to clear the air on what's been out there and the truth. That's so interesting that during the writing process, you were like, I don't want to dive into this. And someone had to tell you like, this is your moment because I actually had the opposite feeling. I was, this is my one chance to really 
Now looking back, a lot of the shit that I wrote about, I probably would not have written about. But I think I maybe overshared. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but then I'm sure your fans loved that. You know, they probably ate that up and wanted more. I think they do. Just like I think when your book comes out, which is the end of July, yep. people are finally going to get an unedited version of you. Yes. And that's what people crave. Yeah. And I was so, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be open. I'm going to be vulnerable. Here's my perspective. I'm not writing this book to put anyone down. It's not about talking about other people and what they went through or what I thought of them. This is about me and the choices I made and why and where it led me. And especially with my marriage and what happened, there was a lot of gossip and rumors and you know, TMZ would get all the information from the court before I even knew what was happening and it was spread all over. So Mm. on top of that, I'm sure like you get it. Like it's already hard enough going through what you're going through and to add on top of that, like everybody's judgment and the media and the blogs and the press and just like putting their two cents in when they, they only know like a fourth of what really went on. Absolutely. And, and they pick up the one thing that is the smallest part of everything, but makes the most incredible headline. And that is so frustrating. Yeah. So with this book, it's nice to be able to clear that up and set the record straight. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's gas, groceries, or dinner with friends, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. We're all so busy, and I know how hard it can be to find some time to work out. It's so easy for me to get completely derailed when it comes to my fitness plan. And if you struggle with the same thing and really want to get your fitness back on track, then Peloton is a great solution. Peloton has thousands of classes to get you moving no matter what level you're at. They've got beginner and advanced rides, feel-good live DJ rides, artist theme rides. There is literally something for everyone. And if staying motivated is your biggest challenge, Peloton's got your back there too. They'll show you the basics, help you take the guesswork out of your workout, and then encourage you to build from there. You can also watch your favorite TV shows and live sporting events while you ride, so you never miss a thing. Wherever you're starting, get moving with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. That's onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. I get a lot of questions about, are you worried about what your daughter will read? Do you worry about that? That was something that was, it's always on my mind now. And even with the Hills, you know, I was, gosh, 18, 19, all in my twenties. I had no responsibilities. I didn't care. We went out every night. The last thing you think of when you're 20, 21, 22 is what my kids are going to think of me one day or where is this show going to lead, you know? Right. But yeah, writing the book, I did have Kira in mind. And the thing is, all she has to do when she's older is Google my name and she's going to see a lot of random stuff that's not true. She's going to see some stuff that is true. There's, It's no secret 
that I was in a toxic relationship and it's all out there. So it's not a secret, but at the same time, and I'm very honest with her when she asks me questions and only giving her enough information for her age and what she can handle. At the end of my book, I did write her a letter and a lot of it is about her and like being a strong woman and being okay to walk away from a toxic situation and not forcing yourself to stay in it because you're a people pleaser or you want to try to make things work just because it's like you have to do what's best for your child and for yourself too. So Kira, you said that they they develop their little personalities, right? Oh yeah. But I think they come exactly how like they are who they are the second they pop out of your your cookie or <laughs> however they come to the planet, right? Yes. Ocean, I'm like I will do my best to teach her things. But that little girl will look me dead in my eyes when I tell her not to do something. And the look is like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, they definitely come out with a personality. It's just as they learn more words and know how to express their feelings and their thoughts. That's when it like things come out of their mouth and you're like, what did you just say? Right. Did you really say that? <laughs> it really is. I said this over and over again when I was in Utah because I was just like in it being a mom. I wasn't working because I was visiting family and I was like, I just love being a mom. Yeah. Like it's just the best. I know. Do you want another? Yes. I want another. I don't know how that baby, the next baby will get here, (laughs) but that's the plan. I'm in the same boat. So we'll see. I do want another one or two, but we'll see. We got to meet the right guy, you know, (laughs) or like, I don't need a guy at all. Send me to the nearest sperm bank. Yeah. Just get get a book and you get to like choose. Yes. Who you want to have that baby with, I guess. Shopping (laughs) for a baby daddy. That sounds awesome. And then I don't have to deal with them after (laughs) even better. What is your dating life like right now? Honestly, when I was on the show, I went on that date with Sean Stewart, which was for the show. That was only with cameras. But I haven't went on like a real date in a long time, probably three years since 2019. And what's the reasoning for that? Are you not ready? I wasn't ready. I went through so much healing and, and with Kira and just going through so much personally that I it wasn't in a headspace to give myself or my mind or attention to someone else, it wouldn't be fair for someone. But I mean, I have went out and I have flirted and met guys, but like I haven't actually went on like a proper date or been in a relationship. Okay. But now I'm I'm ready. Like I'm finally at a good, peaceful place right now where I'm finally open to it and I'm ready. I think you're very smart. I'm in that zone and I'm obviously very fresh into this like new single mom life. And I'm very passionate about the topic of single mothers. So you're doing a great job. Let me just tell you that. But I feel the same way. And I I said, I don't have anything to give someone right now. And everyone, I said this on tour and everyone was like, you have so much to give. I was like, no bitches. I fucking know that. (laughs) But if I have extra time and energy, I want to place it into my daughter or my existing relationships, not on someone new. Exactly. And that's what I would always say. You know, I had so many friends like, you have to go meet this guy. And I'd be like, I look at, they'd send me their picture and tell me about him. And I was like, you know what? Like, 
why am I going to have to get a babysitter, leave her to go on this date where I know it's not going to go anywhere for what a free dinner. I can make myself food. I could take myself out. I don't care. It's fine. No, your outlook is like exactly like mine. But when, when you're in my area or I'm in yours, like we should go have a girl's night. That's easy. Yeah. I love girl time. So if you're still open to girl time, even though you're ready to date, (laughs) I would love to take you out on a date. (laughs) Let's go on a date. I would love that. See, that's like fun and making genuine, like good friends that, cause I kind of have an idea what you're going through and I've been through it. So it's hard, you know, and it's hard being a single mom, especially when you do start dating. It's like, this is all new that I'm learning now. Like when do you introduce your child to this person? Or like, you know, there's so many things that run through my mind now where I'm like, okay, I have to really like weed out all the guys, whoever I'm going to date, like they have to be very special before I even introduce them to my daughter. Oh, absolutely. It's like the stakes are so much higher now and you're going to think I'm a whack job, but I actually brought on a PI who I literally, if I am even just talking, even though I'm not ready to date exclusively, if I'm just welcoming a person into like my atmosphere, I run a background check. I actually, that's smart. Cause I don't, yeah. If you're going to bring someone new that you don't know anything about, you want to know who's around your child. Can you trust them? Right. And that's the thing from being on reality TV too. It's like your circle grows, becomes so small. And then you do develop trust issues because at certain times you're like, well, do you really want to be my friend or like there's so many blurred lines and even dating on the old Hills, you know, it's like I would get guys that were hot and they'd be like, let's just date on your show. And I was like, well, you're good looking. I'll go on a date with you. So it becomes like, okay, you want to use me? I'll use you. Like come on the show. We'll go on a date. And then that's the end of it. Well, and I think dating in LA is hard enough as it is, even without cameras being on you. But I like that you develop that. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It's like, well, then I'll just parade your fine ass on TV like a show pony. (laughs) See, it it works for TV too. (laughs) You did bring a lot of hot men around, I will say. Thank you. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, there was one in particular. I remember it was like, I brought a lot of models on, male models, like supermodels. They're very good looking, but their intelligence level or right. we didn't have a lot in common or any, I don't know. See, I have to have substance. I got to be able to go deep with you. I need to be able to talk about the universe. Even if you don't agree with what I'm saying, like I have to be able to like, I can't stay surface with anybody. Yeah. Like get deep debate, like find out why you believe in these things because I'm open to hearing other people's perspective. You know, I'm not judgmental and I'm not closed off, but it's interesting to like, to be able to go back and forth and talk. Absolutely. I have to ask you about Justin Bobby. Where is he in the world these days? Do you even know? Justin, he lives down here in Orange County. Are you still friends? Yeah. I love that. Uh, Yeah, the last, well, he had a show, I think it was either at the end of last year, I don't know, like maybe six months ago in Huntington. So I went to a show and then it was his 40th in March. And I think he went to Vegas with all the guys and then he was going to go to Tulum. We talked a little bit after that and then I haven't heard from him in the last couple of months. Was that a toxic relationship or do you think you guys were just young and trying to figure out like where you wanted to be in life? 
I think at that point we were just young trying to figure out our life and dating. And I met him before the Hills, like I brought him onto it. So we had a relationship before. And then once he was on the show, it totally changed our dynamic Mm -hmm. and kind of changed everything. And then once he was on it, I couldn't get him off of it. (laughs) (laughs) There's no getting Justin out of my life. So we both accepted it and we're just, we're friends now forever. But it'll never, it'll never evolve into something more now that you're both older and wiser. We've talked about it. I don't know. You know, I feel like I'll always have love for him and he always checks in on me and Kira. And if he's around or I'm down in Huntington or Newport, like, you know, we might meet up, but Justin's a mysterious man. He is a nomad. He's a gypsy and he just loves not having any responsibility, not answering to anyone and just doing whatever he wants. He pops in and out of my life. Right. He's a (laughs) popper. I will say, take all of that out of it. You guys would make gorgeous babies. Aw, thank you. But you would make gorgeous babies (laughs) with anybody. I mean, look at you. Oh my goodness. I had the best time having you on my podcast. I know. Let's grab lunch or dinner. I would love it. Please. Yes, let's do it. Congratulations on all of your success. And it was such an honor to have you on my podcast. You're a fucking icon. Thank you. (laughs) So are you. (laughs) Thank you, babe. Have the best day. Bye. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.